On this first Sunday of Lent, we see Jesus led by the Spirit into the desert to be tested by the devil. Now, I love this passage. This is one of my favorite passages from the Gospel. It's probably the passage that helps me feel closer to Jesus than any other. In this account of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, I can relate to Jesus so much easier. It's not that I don't relate to the healings in his ministry or the crucifixion or the resurrection, but this passage is personal for me. In my own personal wilderness time, it helps me to feel his closeness and that he truly understands because he himself experienced temptation. This passage fills me with hope and comfort. Jesus knows, he understands, and because he struggled with temptation and was victorious over it, he can help us all in our personal struggles with temptation. But it's also what leads up to his time in the wilderness that should give us hope. So let's remind ourselves of what happened before Jesus was led into the wilderness. This ordinary man, son of a carpenter, who probably nobody knew much about, is baptized by John the Baptist. Nothing unusual, because at that time many people were doing the same thing and listening to John's prophecies and teachings. He waits in line and there is nothing spectacular happening. But at Jesus' baptism, the heavens open and God, in front of all, over Jesus, proclaims, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am pleased. Everyone hears it, and now everyone knows it. And maybe, for Jesus, it's the first time that he knows it. What a wonderful, humbling, exciting feeling for him. Can you imagine his joy? Suddenly he has clarity of his mission to do God's work. The following line brings us to our gospel reading today and he's led into the desert to be tested. Who is the Spirit? Is it the Holy Spirit? But why would Jesus be tested after what God has just announced in public at his baptism? Is it the Spirit of evil, the devil? In an article in Jesuit and Friends, Father Damien Howard writes that every time we receive the grace of clarity in our mission, it comes with temptation. Joseph Campbell, in Hero of a Thousand Faces, says, When we are called and respond to our calling, we pass through the gates of the unknown, and a difficult journey begins, where we will encounter tests and trials. It is a place of both terror and opportunity. I believe this is what happened to Jesus. Now, has it ever happened to you when things are going really well in your life and you have clarity that, what, that you are on the right path, that what you are doing is what you're meant to be doing? You may have the job you strived for, you may have been accepted to university, or you're living a life you're truly happy with. It feels like your life is filled with grace, but suddenly it seems to be going wrong for no apparent reason. The timing of the Spirit driving Jesus into the wilderness, a place of turmoil and stress, reinforces the humanness of Jesus. And because he was fully human, and I don't think Jesus had any idea of what he was getting himself into. Suddenly he was driven out, and the wilderness was waiting for him, and Satan was waiting for him. As Jesus entered into this period of grace, 
He was tempted with the same human temptations that you and I are tempted with. In the same way Satan tempted Jesus, so too Satan tempts us with pride, greed and power. The Gospel tells us that the devil presented three temptations to Jesus. The devil tempts Jesus to use his power to appease his hunger. He tempts Jesus to put God's promise of protection to the test. And he offers Jesus all of the kingdoms of the world if Jesus will worship him. Not only does Satan tempt Jesus, but he also uses very manipulative communication to exploit Jesus' newfound identity as God's son in God's favour. In his comment on this encounter, Pope Francis tells us, Satan wants to divert Jesus from the obedience and humiliation because he knows that in this way that evil will be conquered. His attempt to lead Jesus down a false shortcut to success and glory fail. Temptations we all know too well. But the devil's attempts are blocked by Jesus with the shield of God's word, which express the will of the Father. Jesus does not speak a word of his own. He responds only with the word of God. Thus, the Son, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, comes out of the desert victorious. And what about us? What can we learn from Jesus' struggles with temptation? The serpent's suggestion in the Garden of Eden and the devil's temptations in the desert are quite reasonable. Why not accept what looks good and promises power to satisfy our own and other people's hunger? Wealth is not sinful. It's good that we create and enjoy it. Power is also not wrong. Societies today would disintegrate without some form of loyal order and control. It's also right for us to try to develop our talents and abilities. However, if we pursue any of these good things purely for our own individual, group or national benefit and do so at the expense of others, then the good we achieve becomes destructive for others and for ourselves. How do we protect ourselves against these subtleties and deceits of evil? On our own, we cannot. And that is why we have to follow the example of Jesus and pray and submit ourselves to the word of God, allowing the Holy Spirit to enlighten us and lead us in God's plan for us. Jesus used the right tools to combat evil. Prayer, penance and the word of God. This Lent, Jesus invites us to join him in the desert and to share his trials and temptations. In the Gospel, Matthew says that after Jesus conquered every temptation, angels came and ministered to him. During Lent, we have an opportunity to recognize our sins and question and challenge our lifestyle and our need for purification. But there is also room for joy because the grace of God will not fail us. God will be at our side. He will be in our prayers, penance, and we will find him in his word.